0: You're listening to the Chronicle Almanac. From the great American Pacific Northwest, greetings and welcome, my friends, to this week's edition of the Parachronical Almanac. I'm Jonathan Hawk. Well, in this week's episode, we hear from a listener about a UFO sighting from 20 years ago and from another listener who sent in details about a sighting from just this past week over Carson City, Nevada. And what is being heard in San Diego? Mysterious booms continue to plague the area. And it's been 24 years since the Phoenix Lights incident. Nearly a quarter decade later, the incident remains a mystery. And we take a quick look back at that wild night over the large desert valley. Now, before we get to the news, don't forget to like or subscribe on whatever platform you're listening on or pass this podcast on to spread the word about our show. And we're always looking for stories from you, paranormal or otherwise. So give us a call on the Parachronicle hotline at 818-570-0126 if you'd like your story featured on a future episode. That's 818-570-0126 save it to your contacts and call in with all the details all the juicy details if you've got them or you can always email at hawk at com. that's h-a-w-k-e at com. and on that note let's dive right in A listener wrote in this past week to alert us to something they saw in the skies over Carson City, Nevada. They recounted to us in pretty great detail that at 1.35 p.m. on March 16th, just this past Tuesday, he was looking into the sky and spotted tic-tac-shaped craft flying northward side by side in formation. Now, they were flying at a very rapid rate of speed and at high altitude, but noticeably quiet with no vapor trails whatsoever. And you may think military craft flying at high altitude, and and maybe, given the proximity to military bases, and frankly, not that far from the Nellis Range where the infamous Groom Lake Area 51 is located, but the craft weren't lengthwise. Rather, they were flying horizontally. Not only that, but they would skip forward, passing one another with ease, and if two or more went too far ahead of the others, they'd slow down rapidly to allow the other to catch up. And off they flew to the north, and out of sight. So what do you think they were just jet fighters at high altitude or maybe something more profound? Let us know what you think or better yet, if you saw anything on March 16th, especially in the Carson City area, let us know. And an anonymous listener called the Parachronicle hotline to tell a story of a sighting they had 20 years ago, while along the coast of Southern California, just north of Los Angeles. It's a reminder to always keep your eye on the sky, especially near wide expanses of horizon, just like the Pacific Ocean. Here's the caller.
1: Hi. So I want to share a UFO story of mine that um probably about a decade ago. In that area, as Dana a gal, and um, we wanted to do some stargazing on the beach, and uh, so we went out to dinner and and we took a, a drive down the PCH. We went through um, Camarillo and then got onto the PCH and went uh, south and we, pr- we stopped maybe like a mile south of uh, Magoo Rock and at the time I was driving a truck and a full-size truck and we stopped um, on the shoulder there along the beach and uh, I had a air mattress and some blankets that we pumped up the air mattress and back of the bed and um lay down on the air mattress under the covers and just uh did some stargazing and um I don't know, we were probably there for like maybe an hour or two and just talking and just uh looking up at the stars and it's such a nice clear night and uh we saw a shooting star that uh dashed across the sky and then stopped and changed direction. And at that point we were both like, whoa, that's weird. And it seemed like it was kinda close. Is very bright. Um, and within like 10, 15 minutes, we were hearing, uh, the uh, planes take off from the nearby uh, naval base there at Point Magoo. So, I mean, that's about as close as I ever got to seeing, uh, experiencing something from another world. But what I saw, I'll never forget. So anyways, thank you. I love the show. Keep it up. Thank you.
0: And just to note, I've received information in the past about that base in Camarillo, California, and take it for what it's worth. But there are indications that secret military craft are flown out of there on occasion. Not saying that that's what it was but a very interesting area with a lot of military and an interesting story. Um, and so we thank you for calling in and letting us know about your encounter 20 years ago. Now, if you want to tell your own story, you're welcome to do that. Of course, at the top, we mentioned the Parachronicle hotline, and you can call us at 818 126 That's 818 126 And tell us your stories as well. We'd love to hear from you. From the San Diego Union-Tribune, another mystery boom leaves San Diego grasping for answers. Well, everybody loves a mystery, but we like them solved too, and so far an answer has been elusive for what they're calling the Big Border Boom. It rattled windows and shook doors across a large swath of San Diego and Tijuana late Wednesday, jangling the nerves of residents who'd experienced a similar noisemaker last month and one a year earlier. So what was that? Well, the region joined a list of communities from coast to coast that are defined in part by unexplained goings-on. Quote, mysterious shaking rattles San Diego County again, the website strange sounds trumpeted in a headline this week. And it isn't always oral. Thirty years ago, thousands of San Diegans were drawn to what some believed was the apparition of a slain girl on a blank billboard in Chula Vista but unexplained loud, shaking noises are the most common, sometimes falling under the general term skyquakes. On the east coast, enigmatic booms are known as Seneca guns, the name drawn from a lake in upstate New York, the setting for a short story, Lake Guns, written in 1850 by James Fenimore Cooper. It is a sound resembling the explosion of a heavy piece of artillery that can be accounted for by none of the known laws of nature, he wrote. The report is deep, hollow, distant, and imposing. The lake seems to be speaking to the surrounding hills which send back the echoes of its voice in accurate reply. No satisfactory theory has ever been broached to explain these noises. After Wednesday's boom here, the first thought of many people, this being California, was earthquake. But the USGS said no, their seismic activity sensors recorded nothing. This being San Diego, longtime home to military jets, a lot of folks thought sonic boom, too. That wasn't one of ours, said Commander Zachary Harrell, a Navy spokesperson, who noted that planes breaking the sound barrier are required to do that far off the coast. Maybe it was the Marines. They didn't respond to a request for comment. And local defense contractors testing some kind of newfangled weapon? Mum was the word there, too, as it usually is with classified military projects. In 2012, when a similar boom rattled windows and doors along the local coastline, initial not-us denials from the military gave way to an admission. The pilots and two Navy F-A-18 aircraft had been showing off for guests aboard the carrier Carl Vinson during a family cruise. Quote, those two aircraft went supersonic about 35 miles from the coast, a Navy spokesperson said at the time. Usually you don't hear the side booms travel that far. It kind of surprised us. This time around, Humberto Mendoza Garcilazo, a researcher at the Center of Scientific Research and Higher Education in Ensenada, said supersonic airplanes may have been responsible for the rumble, but he also suggested it could have come from the day's stormy weather and drastic changes in temperature and atmospheric pressure. Brant Maxwell, a meteorologist with the National Weather Service in San Diego, was skeptical about ties to the weather. He said there weren't thunderstorms in the area at the time of the boom, which was at about 5 p.m. And even with a strong cold front, you wouldn't get that kind of rumbling. So for now, seemingly as it has in the past, it remains a mystery. Now, uh, earlier in the story, they talked about that phenomenon with that billboard. So 30 years ago, local residents were drawn by the thousands to a different kind of phenomenon, one for the eyes, not for the ears. In June 1991, Laura Arroyo, a nine-year-old San Ysidro girl, was abducted from her doorstep and murdered. A month later, people started gathering beneath a billboard on Broadway in Chula Vista, gazing up to see a murky image of the slain child that emerged as the sunset. Not everybody saw the apparition. Some who did attributed it to the play of light and shadow across the white canvas, not to inexplicable forces. Others dismissed the whole thing as nonsense, just a hoax. But upwards of 30,000 people arrived every night for a brief period to look at what believers called the miracle on Broadway. Some said they even saw a second figure, which they thought might be Laura's killer, peering over her shoulder. Quote, the human eye has an amazing ability to organize vague images into familiar patterns, a psychologist told the Union Tribune at the time. Overwhelmed neighbors living near the billboard asked its owner to turn off the lights illuminating the canvas so that crowds would go away. The crowds came anyway. Eventually, a color photo of Laura went up on the billboard along with a phone number for a hotline to report any tips about the killing, which was solved a couple of years later with the arrest and conviction of a man who lived near the Arroyo family. The nightly pilgrimage finally dwindled, leaving some to wonder in the same way others are wondering now about the rattling windows and shaking doors and i can't believe it's been this long but nbc news reports mysterious ufo above phoenix remains a mystery 24 years later a stunning sight across the arizona sky delighted and maybe frightened hundreds if not thousands of people on march 13th 1997. shining above the sky were bright lights in a v-shape maybe a massive ship that was miles wide right over phoenix Well, fast forward 24 years and we still don't know what the Phoenix lights were, but now a lot more people are taking them and UFOs seriously. Dr. Lynn Cattie watched the Phoenix lights arrive, and she's one of the few people with photographs of them. And for years she stayed quiet, afraid of being branded crazy. And in the last year and a half, there have been some massive bombshells in the UFO community. For starters, the US government says they're real and they were researching them. Look no further than videos from the US Navy that were leaked and the US military has since confirmed were real and unidentified. Quote, this is not a joke, Cate exclaimed. This is real. Something. Even though I don't know what they are, I just want to know who they are. Who's driving these things? Well, Nick Pope led the British government's version of the X-Files, and he's investigated UFO sightings for the Ministry of Defense in the early 90s. Quote, for years, there was the statement. These were the people with crazy beliefs these were conspiracy theorists. Now, it seems that these people, they were the people who were right. It's something the U.S. government claimed for decades it didn't do. Quote, the official position of the United States government was, we have not had a UFO program, he explained. Since the end of 1969, when Project Blue Book was terminated, nobody is interested in this. I choose my words carefully, but perhaps we were not being told the entire picture. In reality, a handful of military groups have been investigating UFO sightings since 2007 and may still be doing it today. I think people's perception of UFOs has changed fundamentally, and this whole subject has come out of the fringe and into the mainstream, Pope said. That's why we need more credible voices coming forward. Credible people coming forward to say this is real, Gata exclaimed. Like the Phoenix Lights, tons of regular people saw them but most had no special training. But a private pilot also reported them to the FAA that night. And who was that pilot reporting them? It was none other than actor Kurt Russell. Quote, the tail number for the plane was Bonanza 2 Tango Sierra, and I was the pilot, Russell said. He stayed silent for years, only coming forward on British TV in 2017. Quote, we're maybe a half mile out, and all of a sudden, one of those lights, and I I didn't, uh, I kind of came out of my reverie, and I said, I don't know what they are. I said, he said, are we okay here? And I said, yeah, I'm, I'm going to call them. And I reported it. And sightings have continued occurring as recently as February when a, an American Airlines pilot reported seeing something fly over his plane over New Mexico. American Airlines confirmed the sighting and said the FBI is investigating. Quote, some people can deal with this topic, Kate said. Some people don't want it. And that's okay. But everyone in their own time. Because of all this, Kate and other UFO believers say it's time for more people to take it seriously. They say something's up there, and they want to know what it is. And finally from Yahoo News, the mystery deepens after a woman vanishes from a yacht in the Caribbean. There are growing fears for a woman who went missing from her boyfriend's yacht in the Caribbean. Sarm Heslop, 41, was staying with her boyfriend on the Siren Song vessel moored at Frank Bay on the St. John Virgin Island when she disappeared without a trace. Ms. Heslop from the UK was last seen on March 7th and reported missing a day later by her boyfriend. It is believed she went missing sometime between 10 p.m. when she returned after dinner and 2 a.m. when her partner discovered that she was missing. While there have been suggestions that Miss Heslop fell from the catamaran, friends told local media they find that scenario incredibly difficult to believe as the boat was in shallow water. The mystery is also deepening after a witness told a friend they heard a scream that night, uh, the night that she vanished. Quote, We are aware that at 1 a.m. that morning between the 10 p.m. and 2 a.m. time frame, somebody who was walking their dogs came forward and said they heard a scream, friend Laura Taylor told the Mirror. He was walking his dogs and he heard a scream, heard a female scream, and he heard it from the bayside. It's really important to note how close the boat is. A lot of people have been reporting she's lost at sea. She's not. The boat is only 36 meters from the shore. Police also speculated she may have fled the island, telling the telegraph nearby St. Thomas was only 20 minute boat ride away. Having said that, friends are dismissing theories about her disappearance. Ms. Taylor, one of the friends behind a Facebook page to raise awareness of her disappearance, told CBS News she didn't think Miss Heslop had just disappeared. Quote, she's smart, you know, she's clever, she's well-traveled, she doesn't just disappear, she said of her friend who moved to the Virgin Islands in January. A search of the water has so far not returned any clues into Miss Heslop's disappearance, and police are yet to search the boat. Quote, we are asking for an urgent and thorough investigation, friends who set up the mission person Sarm Heslop Facebook page said in a statement. We have heard that SARM's phone, passport, and all belongings were left on the boat where she was living with her boyfriend. She would not just disappear, leaving no trace. She's savvy and sensible. It's not like her at all. It just doesn't make sense. Well, the United States Virgin Islands police told the Telegraph authorities would search the yacht, quote, we have not been able to search the boat yet, and we'll do this in due course, police said, quote, it is something that will be done eventually. Miss Heslop is described as Caucasian and has a tattoo on her left shoulder. Well, that's it. That's all I've got for this week. Don't forget to reach out if you see something unusual in the sky or someplace else, or if you have an interesting story to tell. We always love to hear from you. You can call our Parachronicle hotline at 818-570-0126 or find us at www.theparachronical.com. Please like or subscribe on whatever platform you're listening on or pass this podcast on to spread the word about our little show here. And until next time, keep your eyes to the sky and know that here on Earth and in the universe, we are not alone. For the Paracronicle Almanac, I'm Jonathan Hawk.